Freaks, it's Friday, June 2nd, 2023. Coming up on the program today, wearing maxi pads to absorb your gooch grease. Plus, why a healthy economy needs robust pro-bestiality laws. A community upset over a missing cheese penis. And getting your eyes gouged out for serving cauliflower. All coming up today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents Mr. Rogers calling an elderly woman. Hello. 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 Yes, hi. Who's this? This is Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers? What can I do for you? I remember one time some of our neighbors who were studying ballet dancing got dressed up to look like raccoons. Oh, you don't say. Well, did you know something, sir? I don't know, don't know you, and I wish you wouldn't call here at my phone anymore. I'm just an old lady, and I don't want to hear all that nonsense. I don't care about dressing up and dancing like coons. That's some stupid, so please don't call here again. Understand? I was just making some popcorn. Yes, I'm just going to feed my fish, and then I'll go out and wait for you. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello. Yes, hi. You know who I am? No, I don't know who you are. This is Fred Rogers. No, you're not Fred Rogers. I don't know what the hell you think you're doing calling here. One of them was a mother raccoon, and the other a father raccoon, and there was a boy raccoon and a girl raccoon. And they made up a dance. Oh, get your damn, damn mouth and get off my phone, you sorry son of a bitch, you. I'm going to have you prosecuted for tormenting me here and harassing me over my phone. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Hi, Galileo2333. Well, I, I, really, I really like shortbread. I'm going to touch the feces and masturbate with it. I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Crystal meth loosens up your butthole. She is a fat cunt. Yo, freaks. Timothy James Henson back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. Got a great program for you today. Well, you know, it's officially summertime based on how fucking unbearable the weather is, at least uh, here in Cincinnati. As a fat, lazy man, I uh, well, I really hate the, the heat. Uh, and a few weeks ago, I was starting to get a little nervous because some days it was like cool and comfortable, but others were getting a little toasty. Just as it was starting to get really bad, thankfully, it rained a bunch. And that brought along with it some, you know, breezy days, which was nice, but it didn't last long. And now it's uh, full-on sweat dripping down my ass crack, which is just super pleasant. And honestly, the worst part is the change in temperature means uh, now I have to shower every day. Every day. Now, I am not a dirty person. I just don't like feeling like I have to do something. The obligation of it all. I'm a very defiant person. I don't like authority. If society tries to tell me that uh, you need to shower every day, I'm going to fight that. It's my natural urge, but it's it's gross. That's the problem I'm having. I don't want to shower every day, but I feel like I need to. You know, in the winter and spring, you can get away with skipping a day or two or three or four. You know, your undercarriage stays cool down there. 
As doctors will tell you, your penis and balls make up what is known as the genital stink T-zone. You keep that area cool and dry, you're golden. That's like where a third of the stink comes from on your body. You keep that area clean, your asshole clean, and your armpits clean, you're unstoppable. Now, though, with the mercury rising, my balls are swimming in a pool of secretions sweat and runoff sludge it's like you know an oil slick of unpleasantness and oh the smell dear god you run your finger down that crevice between your legs and balls and you take a whiff oh it's evil man so yeah the summer sucks and i want it to end and please don't act like i'm the only disgusting unhygienic creep suffering here that's not the case as a matter of fact the mainstream media is reporting on this very plight. And it's not just affecting me, it's affecting millions of men out there. Texas has apparently been hit hard, and that's where I have a clip from. Local Fox News affiliate Fox 26 Houston devoted a whole segment to this problem. Let's all thank Isaiah Carey for shedding light on this. He's uh, the host of uh, The Isaiah Factor, which is a segment on the news. According to Fox 26... The Isaiah Factor takes a no-holds-barred look at issues facing Houston's black community. Apparently, black people are really suffering from genital sludge odor and discomfort. I'm right there with you, brothers. Black power. Let's hear how the local news handled this very real problem. When my producer sent me this topic, I had to stop my lunch. I just couldn't eat anymore. It's a male hygiene problem or issue called gooch grease. I guess that's better than scrote sludge. It's still a weird term to hear on the local news. I was like, what the hell is that? Isaiah out here acting like he's never suffered from hot, sticky, oily balls. It's described as a culmination of lint, sweat, and dried up pieces of feces between a man's butt and balls. Okay, I think this goes beyond the normal scrote sludge. This is something just dirty guys have to deal with. When all of that hot, sticky ball oil then like sort of drips down and meets debris from an unwashed asshole. You know those guys who uh, don't want to wipe their ass too hard because it's gay? Yeah, I'll wipe around my butthole. That's as close as I'm getting. I ain't no fairy fingering a rectum. Come on. First of all, who are these men? Who are these people? But the problem is so bad for some men, according to some reports, they now... Some reports? Come on, you're the news. Do the work. You do the reporting. According to some reports, they now have to use women's maxi pads to stop the mixture from messing up their underwear. Yeah, and wiping your ass is gay. These dudes walking around with maxi pads in their underwear, catching that gooch grease. <laughs> it literally is like a grease trap. By the way, as Isaiah is talking for about 30 seconds, there's just there's footage of maxi pads on the screen. That's the B-roll being used. We, we all know what a maxi pad like there are various shots of maxi pads. They're panning and tilting on maxi pads. It's really bizarre. Now, before we get too judgy judgy here, let us remember this uh, is Houston, Texas. It gets extremely sweltering hot. I lived in Dallas for like a month and it was really bad. I don't remember having gooch grease, 
But, it, you know, it, it makes sense that that would be a problem there. It's a mixture now. Let's get into this. Joining me to talk about it. What? There's a panel discussion on this? Yes. This segment lasts nearly seven minutes. Slow news. This is what happens when there's not a school shooting. Look, I would never advocate for violence, especially violence against children. I'm just saying if there were more school shootings, we wouldn't have to deal with segments like this. Jeff Schaffner, influencer Bevan Biggers. And media personality, KG Smooth, and comedian and sports journalist, Barry Laminac. Ooh, pulling out the big guns here. A real who's who of Houston media. As in, uh, who? Who? Who are these people? Who are these people? Isaiah asks the first person on the uh, panel here, Barry, if he's ever dealt with Gooch Grease or ever heard of it or something. Have you ever heard of this before? You know, I mean, look... Not really. I, I haven't heard of it by that name, but there's some foul dudes out there for real. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Agree. Like, I agree. Dudes that, like, it's, it's kind of disgusting. I will say this, man. As you I'm get good. older, you get yeah. bigger. See, y'all don't have to worry about this, but as you get older, you get bigger, you sweat more. It's real simple. If this is a problem for you fellas, you don't you don't need... I, I feel I feel gross touching that. <laughs> He's touching some sort of maxi pad or napkin or something. Uh, maybe just <laughs> hit it with some baby pad. <laughs> Guys, the local news in Texas is crazy. Also, Isaiah has no control over his panel at all. They they are all talking over one another. The only thing I can make out in this next clip is dingleberries. But what about yeah. all the little dingleberries that well, he was saying? The one that threw me was lint. The next lady on the panel uh, blames this squarely on American men. She said foreign guys don't uh, suffer from this problem. Which I don't know about that. I yeah. really feel like this is an American. Right. I feel right. like it's an American we man are problem. We're one of the only yeah. countries where it's just not a thing. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. you just wiping your butt with just raw tissue and that's it. Yeah, nothing yeah. moist on that's, your butt. That's not yeah. Yeah. Have you heard American of this? Especially guys, especially in the summertime, um, moisten the toilet paper up. I can't play this whole segment. Maybe I'll provide a link on the show notes today so you can watch it. But uh, Isaiah here asks one of the female panelists uh, a sexual question of sorts. Would you be bothered by a guy that you you? date and then you realize okay he you guys are about to have relations mm. and he takes his pants down and then there is <laughs> and I, a and i see all this pad. Pad. On it. you'll see the pad when i see the gucci on his booty yes I will have, I will have. it's so funny to see the chiron at the bottom of the screen you know where all the text is at and it says fox 26 news and everything it's like it reads some men use maxi pads for excess gooch grease a fox 26 exclusive Yeah, this is something the NBC Nightly News would not touch. By the way, if you're wondering, yes, she would have a problem with a man uh, who has excess gooch grease and is wearing a maxi pad. Number one, your pad is not even clean. Okay, let's get it started right there. And why do you but need to have a pad? Right now, so, why? Yeah. I saw the pad and the, the underwear. Reaction to the video is all over the place. Some comments include, who was the producer who came up with the idea for this segment? This is what you uh, can expect to see more of on the television as we witness the idiocracy unfold. I could have lived the rest of my life not knowing what gooch grease was. Uh, Blue Bella says, I feel some action should have been taken long before it turned into a mixture. I don't feel those pads are going to do anything except help this mixture ferment. Slow news day. David Lopez says it's butt cheese or mud butt. A lot of people weighing in on uh, the gooch grease 
phenomenon. Uh, let's move on. Yesterday, we did a Sideshow exclusive podcast. It was also the beginning of June, which marks the start of Gay Pride Month, which we talked about. Things are going absolutely great this year for the Ligbits community. Well, I've got a clip here of a protester on a college campus. No, this is not Sister Cindy. This guy is uh, not nearly as entertaining. No, he's just holding a sign that says, Warning Judgment Day. And that warning goes out to masturbators, thieves, liars, drunkards, fornicators, and homosexuals. Basically, every college student on campus. Every kid falls into at least one of those categories, right? Well, one student was particularly offended by that sign. Instead of engaging in debate or simply walking past the preacher and refusing to give him any attention, the student takes this approach. Stay away. You don't like it? Yeah! He just doesn't use words. He screams in the most feeble, nonverbal, autistic way possible. It's like, you're you're a college student. Use your words. Tell him why he's wrong. (laughs) So uh, the kid also grabs the preacher's arm and the preacher's friend uh, pushes the the kid onto the ground. Pavement. Mark, Mark, Mark. Leave him alone. Leave him alone, Mark, Mark, Mark. And that just enrages the kid even more. Back off! Back off! Oh, we're getting some words now. Okay, bitch, fuck you. Cunt. I think that was cunt again. I wonder what thing on that list really upset him. Fornicator? Thieves? No, he's... What the hell? Yeah, the kid is playing the victim here. Meanwhile, he's the one getting all handsy with the preacher. Fuck you! Back off right now. Fuck you! Take a hike. You call yourself Christian! Take a hike. (laughs) Only old white men say that. I have never heard a woman or anyone under their 60s, I guess, say that. Definitely, I have never never heard a minority say that. Have you ever heard a black person say, take a hike? I don't think so. Or an Asian person? Just saying. Again, he's he's back to not using words. I don't like you! (laughs) You don't touch him! How is this a college student? What class? What is his major? I'm working on my bachelor's of being a friend with a minor in hugs. Mark, Mark, don't worry about me. Fuck you! Mark, Mark, I'm... The preacher seems more upset with Mark, his friend there. Mark does keep pushing the kid. And in reality, he he doesn't pose a threat to this. The preacher, even though he's ancient, could totally take this kid. And listen to him. This man assaulted me and tried to take my sign. And I defended myself. I got the video. Your sign is fucking offensive! I have the right to free speech. Dear God, what the hell are we teaching kids in college? I don't like what your sign says. That means I can knife you. <laughs> I have the right to free speech. As far as kooky religious signs go, this one's not even that bad. I hate to pull the old man back in my day card, but I'm going to. Back in my day, we had real offensive signs. Fag sex equals death. Fags doom countries. God hates fags. This one doesn't even say fag. This is downright pleasant. This is something I would uh, expect to find in a Christian children's book or something. 
Now let's finish this up here. And I have the right to freedom of religion, and I am violating yes. no law. That hates me! This man, I can have press charges for assault on this man right now if I chose to. But I'm not going to... hates me! Just provoke the assault! This man assaulted me, but I'm not going to press charges against him. See what a nice Christian he is? Well, that's what's happening on college campuses. Well, again, to my uh, LGBTQ listeners, happy pride. Things are already going great. As I talked about yesterday, for a while, there was a real lull in uh, all of the the anti-gay stuff, right? I mean, after gay marriage, things sort of died down a bit. It was nice. And then with uh, the rise of, you know, trans people wanting their rights, it's back to full on crazy mode. And it's always the same thing as, you know, we're going after the kids. Next thing you know, they, they want to legalize fucking dogs. Meanwhile, you know, I feel like I'm uniquely qualified to comment on this, having covered the topic of bestiality since the beginning of this show in 2004. We have featured a lot of, uh, let's call them zoophilia enthusiasts. And I don't think any of them have been trans. It's usually just creepy white dudes doing this to, to horses and puppies. Most notably, Jonathan Nyhouse, who was like tailor-made to be featured on TV. Because not only is he into animal fucking, specifically dogs, huskies, he's also a musician who wrote and performed songs about having sex with animals. Tim Henson, hey, whoop, whoop. <laughs> nice to see you, bud. Nice to see you, Tim. And I'm proud to call him my friend. Yes, that was Jonathan Nyhouse giving me a shout out on one of his live streams. I was the only person who was watching. It was pretty easy to get a shout out. Now, I don't think he remembered who I was because in reality, he hates me because I have featured him over and over and over again on this very podcast. He even wrote a song. It was either anti-me or anti-distorted view or something. He was not happy with the coverage of him on this show, but that hasn't stopped me from being a huge fan of his work. It's interesting because uh, DV listener and Discord user, you know I'm right, recently mentioned Jonathan Nyhouse. I didn't know this. Now, look, I've played a lot of Jonathan Nyhouse music on the show. I haven't listened to every track, though. It's a little monotonous. Monotonous, man. Fucking monotonous. Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> I'm doing another Casey Kasem impression. Anyway, uh, you know I'm right, said. Did you know that Jonathan Nyhouse was an economic theorist? Is that what we're calling autistic people now? Is that like a polite name for them? Who is that man in the corner wearing earmuffs and playing with a fidget spinner? Oh, that's, um, he's an economic theorist. Oh, gotcha. Anyway, uh, you know I'm right says, did you know Jonathan Nyhouse was an economic theorist? In 2011, he blamed the economic downturn on anti-bestiality laws. Yeah, I want to hear that explanation. Thankfully, he laid it all out in a song called What in the Hell? This is one we've never featured on DV, so sit back and enjoy the lesson on economics and dog raping. What in the hell is going on here? What is wrong with the world's economy today? It's going down the hell in a handbasket And my main store is going out of business I'm talking about Circuit City and Borders Those are my stores that are about to go out of business Oh no, no, my store is gone forever Due to the economy Okay, so this was hitting real close to home for poor Jonathan His favorite stores were being shut down 
Circuit City <laughs> borders. For those of you that don't remember, Circuit City was kind of like a Best Buy. You know, they sold computers and TVs and the electronics and stuff. And then, of course, Borders sold books and movies and CDs. None of those things really exist anymore, right? You get your books on your Kindle, you stream movies, and uh, also you, you stream music. I don't think it so much has to do with the economy as it does technology. These things just be- became obsolete. But what do I know? I'm not the economist. This dog fucker is. What is going on with everyone right now? Why is everyone losing their jobs in this economy? Because they're losing money from the companies and the rent heavens. How Park is going? They took her jobs. This is why everyone should have saved their money so they could get more jobs in this world. A shame. What about you? Have you saved your money? No, I'm against it now. Well, that's some questionable financial advice from Jonathan Nyhouse. He explains why people are losing their money, but he himself, he's not going to save money because he doesn't believe in it and he's going to hell, okay? Finally, towards the end of the song, he does offer some solutions. Yeah, Jonathan is an ideas man. He's going to help America get back on track. Although, I don't know if America is ready to hear his suggestions. Look what the economy has done to BCRD online. The last of the beast love sites are completely gone forever. I think this is one time where it's actually appropriate to say, Thanks, Obama. Now the world of reality is now in trouble. I guess if there was one good thing that came out of this economic downturn, it was a lot of bestiality websites weren't able to sustain themselves and had to go out of business. None of this whole economic downturn would happen if the anti-bestiality law became a real legal law. Ugh, don't you hate it when musicians get all political with their music? Then the economy will grow back up and the world is safe thanks to the legal bestiality law. Well, there you go, your macroeconomics history lesson. Courtesy of dog rim job enthusiast, Jonathan Nyhouse. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, lately on the podcast, we've talked a lot about uh, fat phobia and fat activists. Now, as I have stated uh, multiple times, there's not a doubt in my mind that people are treated unfairly and poorly because they are overweight. That being, and you know, there's a bunch of reasons why people might become overweight, medical reasons and whatnot. But I think the majority of people who are morbidly obese do so because uh, they don't move around enough and they eat too much. And when you don't move around or you don't want to move around and all you do is you, 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 you stuff your fucking fat face with cheese doodles. Ooh, cheese doodles. I have some cheese doodles in the house, as a matter of fact. Unfortunately, Lord Douche bought the grilled cheese and tomato soup cheese doodles. Have you seen these things? They taste horrid. That's neither here nor there. Sorry, again, getting off topic. My point is, I've got another fat activist here, and she has discovered Wally. You know, that Disney movie about uh, the robot. The, the plot of the movie is that uh, Wally is one of the last robots on Earth after humans left because, you know, we destroyed the planet. This whole thing has really riled up one fat activist, and she will explain what's bothering her. Take a listen. Straight to the point, I was watching Wally with my kids, and I've actually never seen this movie before. I was so extremely appalled about how fat phobic this movie was. Basically, 
the world ends and then humans go to outer space and they all apparently become humans who just sit down in a chair all day long and just eat and are told what to do and pretty much no have no human existence in them and all of these people in Wally are portrayed as fat people which is extremely fat phobic because even if somebody did sit down all day in a chair everybody would still have a different body size lady this isn't a documentary it's a fucking cartoon if you're strapped into a chair 23 hours a day and all you do is eat yeah you're going to get fat you're not going to be healthy why is this the hill you're gonna die on is humans decide to be lazy they don't, they just sit down all day and all they do is eat and they are now just fat. I never thought I'd say this about a corporation, but uh, poor Walt Disney Company. They're getting hit from all angles. Right wing boycotts, fat activist boycotts. This fat activist is actually very thin and in shape. And I would just ask her how, <laughs> how do you do that? Is it by moving around and working out and generally just not being a sloth and the point of the movie is that these people weren't fat to begin with it was their over-reliance on technology and overindulging and leading a sedentary life that's what caused them to be fat because at the end of the movie i, I mean i hate to spoil wally for anyone who hasn't seen it in the past fucking 20 years but uh, they, they return to Earth and then like in a matter of a few months, because they're actually out and about walking, not confined in a spaceship, they lose weight. Just another example of uh, people loving to be offended by everything. Finally, today, freaks, uh, Utard returns to this day. We, you know, we've been featuring this guy for months on and off, and I don't know his name. He constantly changes his YouTube channel name. Right now, it's I fuck up the head of Satan's toys. Now what? Question mark. He's that guy that believes most people are NPCs, not real people. So here he is antagonizing another person he believes to be an NPC at Walmart. Uh, this is an employee just trying to do her job. Hey, you look like a you look like a Mexican grandmother who probably has some grandkids who are very, you probably have grandkids who are very territorial about you, like a dog with a fire hydrant. We're off to a good cordial start. But I have some questions about Mexicans for video and making. Yeah, but I know Mexican. So, what are nope. you? I am, yeah, I am a Salvadorian. Oh, yeah, that's Mexican. That's yeah, the same thing. Just trying to rile her up. I don't think people from El Salvador like to be called Mexicans, but yeah, she's just trying to do her job, just trying to work. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't care. He doesn't care. But, like, as folks out of the border, since they're from fourth world countries, do they think they can do I stuff like... English. Yeah, so you're sorry. speaking English now, you... Yeah, you can't pull that move after you've been talking English the whole time. The worst thing you did is you, start, you answered some of his questions. You, you corrected him, telling him that you're not Mexican. That just it encourages him. Idiot. Now, do they do things like, do they do things like try to control, like if, if they have a relative on drugs, do they go crazy and try to control the environment like a retarded dog? <laughs> like, because... Good question, I guess. They're from a third world country, so their genes are worse. Because you know they're Native Americans from, a, from the dumbest Native Americans who went south because they couldn't figure out how to stay warm, so they went south like birds. So it's the worst jeans ever. Yep. 
almost as worse as sub-Saharan Africans. When it doesn't have a soul, it goes very badly. This is an interesting mixture of someone who is out to just troll people. He wants to get them upset with him, but he's also very clearly mentally ill. And so his theories, uh, he actually believes the things he's asking uh, these people are talking about, you know? When someone's when one of those Native Americans, like the Aztec Mayan types, uh-huh. when they don't have a soul, it goes... She's just trying to stock the yogurt shelf. Very bad, so I just want to interview to see someone like that, because chances are you don't have a soul since 95% of the population don't. It's actually higher. I learned in another video, he said 97% of women don't have souls, and the reason is uh, because they're weaker. Useful information, I know. But I can see you're working hard to try to ignore, but you always know when you don't have, when you have a chip on your shoulder, that means you're incomplete. So you have to overcompensate with a facade or overcompensate with being angry. And that means, and that means your hardest try won't be enough because you're really not a person. And that's pretty much where the interview concludes. Good chat. I really feel like I learned a lot there. He's getting good at interviewing. He's the next Jimmy Kimmel. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. To the fucked up news here right now. If you enjoy Distorted View Daily, please consider supporting this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak today. When you do, you will gain access to all of the exclusive shows we do every week. Typically on Tuesday and Thursday. Yesterday was a very fun program. We played a quick round of fan favorite game. What's the unsavory saying? Yes, what's the unsavory saying where I play a clip of um, an unsavory, you know, someone who doesn't have a firm grasp of not only the English language, but speech in general. The game is, of course, you have to decipher what they're saying. Yesterday's question was, uh, what? What is this unsavory saying? Koopa Juicy. <laughs> now, I'm not some sort of sadistic fucking monster, so I am going to help you out with a clue. And your clue is cool and refreshing. East meets West. You have 10 seconds. Cool and refreshing. East meets West. Koopa? Juicy. Well, I'm sorry, but your time is up. This one was a tough one. Koopa? Juicy. A lot of answers are flying in. All very wrong. Crepe Suzette? Koopa? Juicy. No. Cream of broccoli soup? No. Couscous seaweed? None of those are the right answer. It does have to do with food, though. If you want the correct answer, you're going to have to sign up for the Sideshow and listen to yesterday's podcast. Yeah, I'm that much of a dick. I'm going to leave you freeloading freaks hanging. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted over there at superfreaksideshow.com. Uh, other ways to sign up and gain access to Sideshow content. If you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can sign up right in those apps. You won't have access to the website, but you'll get all of the new exclusive shows right alongside the uh, normal episodes in your feed. So that's a, a very simple way 
to support DV and get even more Distorted View daily. Ding! Check out uh, superfreaksideshow.com and distortedview.com for more information. Final way to support DV, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. If you are a higher tiered patron, like if you pledge $20 or more, occasionally I send out uh, merchandise and goodies and gifts and stuff. Um, This month in June, I'll be doing that. So you'll get a little uh, distorted view, something or other in the mail. Again, check out patreon.com slash distorted view for that. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, we got one from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida. Is the most fucked up state. Earlier in this very podcast, we played audio of a young man who was upset with another guy's protest sign. So much so that he grunted and yelped at him. Maybe screech. I think screech is a more appropriate word for what was coming out of his mouth. Well, we've got another offensive sign here. Although, in Florida, is it really considered that offensive? I'll let you be the judge. A sign with a homophobic slur. Again, happy Gay Pride Month. Uh, A sign with a homophobic slur outside of a Florida auto repair shop has sparked backlash from the local community and social media users. Probably just social media users. Most people in Florida, I think, are okay with a sign that reads, Veterans get a day. Fags and child molesters get a month. Why? Now, I'm not easily shaken, but uh, the most offensive part of this sign to me is the lack of punctuation, bad kerning, and haphazard alignment on this marquee. It's all over the place. Take a look at the chapter artwork. It'll send chills down your motherfucking spine. Also, below the sign, <laughs> there's there's some sort of a memorial. It, there's a piece of paper, I think, that reads, In loving memory, 412-1990 to 2-114, Danny Littlefield. Such a loving tribute, I'm guessing he was neither a fag nor a child molester. The sign, which appeared to have gone up over a Memorial Day weekend outside of Rick's Repair Shop in Tallahassee, appears to refer to Pride Month in June. Jackson Peel, a spokesperson for the Florida House Democrats, tweeted a photo of the sign and publicly denounced the message. Quote, this kind of bigotry should have no place in our Tallahassee community. It's an embarrassment and the people at Rick's Repair Shop should be ashamed of their foolish, hurtful and wrong words. I don't think Rick's Repair Shop cares. I think the people that frequent Rick's Repair Shop agree with his politics and he doesn't necessarily want the business of those who disagree with him, which is fine, right? The viral post, which was shared Sunday, has been viewed over 900,000 times and received hundreds of responses. Ooh, I betcha his Yelp rating has been decimated. And again, Rick doesn't care. Uh, He doesn't even know what Yelp is. Tyler Clark McClendon, the board chair of Tallahassee Pride. Again, I'm sure this person is not a fan of of the sign. uh, Shared Peel's tweet and said the shop chose to have a hate-filled Memorial Day. Tallahassee City Commissioner Jerry... Okay, it doesn't matter what this person said. Look, all these politicians, of course, are going to say this is horrible. I want to hear from Rick. (laughs) Shop owner Rick Hughes is known in the community for sharing controversial messages outside of his store. Unfortunately, Hugh was unable to be reached for comment. Since the post, Rick's Repair Shop has received hundreds of negative ratings and reviews on the business review platform Yelp. I knew it. Yelp posted a message Tuesday afternoon saying it had temporarily disabled the posting of new reviews. 
due to increased public attention, which often means people came to this page to post their views on the news rather than actual consumer experiences with the business. In other Florida sign news, earlier this month, drivers in Orlando were greeted with a digital traffic sign that appeared to be tampered with. The message was altered to display, kill all gays. Angry mother, would you like to comment on that message? Your message sounds gay, so change it. Well, yeah, I mean, it has the word gay in it, but I wouldn't say the message was gay. It's it's anti-gay. You need to change the message. It sounds gay. And also, my finger is fucking broken. Don't put your foot up to me, okay? Sorry. And and if you don't come back here and do what I ask, you can forget about everything else. You understand? Not really. I have no idea why she's so upset. Anyway, uh, Orlando police said the incident was under investigation. Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer denounced the hateful message. So brave of him to do that. Calling the sign disgusting and saying hate has no place in Orlando. To Orlando's Ligbits residents and visitors, you are respected and valued here, Dyer tweeted. And we won't be deterred in our efforts to ensure that our city is inclusive for all. Finally, a nice positive message coming out of Florida. Your message sounds gay. So change it. All right, Mom, stop yelling. All right, second story we have for you today. This one comes from the UK. A cheese company is in hot water over a dick, specifically a missing dick. They've been accused of neutering a well-known landmark and turning him non-binary. What the hell am I talking about? Well, a cheese company under fire over its depiction of the famous Cernabas giant has hit back at claims from furious shoppers that the figure had been castrated and made non-binary. If you don't know what the Cernabas figure is, take a look at the chapter artwork. Historians believe this thing was created by Anglo-Saxons of the 8th century as a tribute to uh, Helith, their god of health. What it is is a 180-foot figure cut into the hillside and it depicts a standing nude male with a prominent erection and wielding a large club in its right hand. It's outlined by shallow trenches, cut in the turf, and then backfilled with chalk rubble. And it looks magnificent. You know what? Maybe I won't include it as the chapter artwork because then it's going to be displayed (laughs) as an image in your car, like in your in-dash display. And if you're, you know, taking your kids to school or something, they might not want to see that co-workers or whatever, although I don't know why you're listening to Distorted View Daily. I will post it over there at distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com, though. Locals allege the Oxford Cheese Company made a mockery of the club-wielding giant when it chopped his bits off at its Cernabas Man vintage cheddar label, adding that the company has no regard for our county. Yeah, so the image is used on cheese as like a logo or something, but, uh, you know, they, they they didn't include the cock. They took that part uh, of the man off. Company officials claim they were forced into developing a second label for a product a few years ago following complaints from a shopper. That's why the cheesemaker said it has not cut off the giant's manhood, but instead they just uh, gave him a pair of trousers. The company says it sold the product in two different packages for several years, one featuring the giant's penis and one with trousers. In most places on the cheese packaging, the the giant's cock is standing at attention. The censored version is only sold in one supermarket. So this uproar is all for nothing, quite frankly. 
A spokesperson for the Oxford Cheese Company claims the packaging had always depicted the giant with his penis, as seen in the famous Dorset landmark, but they were forced to introduce a second label a few years back after a shopper complained. Uh, He said a woman was offended by the figure's phallus being shown on the product and filed an official complaint with her store. In an attempt to appease the grocer, the company redesigned the label. He also noted the firm had successfully sold the cheese, which he described as having a nice crunch in a sweet aftertaste, like most dick nuts over a decade without any issue and does not know why it suddenly became a problem because everything is a problem now. People of the historic village of Cernabas are now slamming the cheese producer for defacing the area's ancient fertility symbol. Vic Irvine, head brewer at Cernabas Brewery, which uses a picture of the giant in all of his glory on its branding, said, I think it's abhorrent to castrate him. If they're taking his manhood away, then I hope nobody buys it. It shows no regard for our county. We should call them the Cambridge Cheese Company and see how they like it. We love our giant here, and defacing him like this is like throwing paint over Nelson's column. It's clearly a binary giant who has a large phallus. It's that simple. Wow. The people take their giant cock seriously over there. You don't fuck around with a Cernabas giant. Alger Kisholm, the mayor of nearby Dorchester, said, That's just wrong. The whole point is that he's depicted the way he is, which is what makes people come to see him. Good lord, everyone calm down. The giant dick is on your cheese. Don't worry about it. Just don't shop at that one supermarket chain. Take your issue up with them. Now, go enjoy your dick cheese. All right, a final story we have for you today. Let's stick around the UK a little bit longer. A Downend man became so enraged when he was served cauliflower cheese on his birthday. That is a weird birthday meal. No cake, no ice cream, just cauliflower cheese? And you stuck the birthday candles in that? All right. uh, A man became so enraged when he was served cauliflower cheese on his birthday, he turned into, quote, King Kong, a court heard. According to the prosecution, Timothy Robinson looked dead in his eyes and then told his partner, do you want to see the real Timothy? With that, she described how looking like King Kong, he began snarling and took a bread knife out of a drawer and held it uh, four centimeters to her face. Mercifully, a friend of the couple who had come for tea grabbed Robinson's arm, but Robinson managed to grab her throat and squeeze it. The 46-year-old pleaded guilty to two assaults, strangulation, assault occasioning actual bodily harm, and threatening with a blade. Judge Michael Longman jailed him for two years and nine months. The judge told him, you have behaved violently towards her on different occasions. All the offenses are made more serious by the fact you were affected by alcohol at the time. The offenses were in her home and the offenses were committed in the context of domestic violence. The judge imposed a restraining order banning Robinson from all contact with the complainant for five years. Lucy Taylor, prosecuting, outlined a catalog of offenses admitted by Robinson. These included events on his 46th birthday when Robinson became enraged and looked like King Kong and put a knife to her throat. Though a friend pulled his arm away, he managed to squeeze the throat of the complainant. As he was pushed to another room, he shouted that he would kill his partner when their guest left and hoped she would be raped. I mean, look, I'm not a huge fan of cauliflower. It's not my favorite vegetable, but I would never wish rape on someone who served it to me. Even my server at Applebee's. I might wish them light sexual assault. What is this shit? 
Cauliflower? You're trying to serve me cauliflower? I hope to God someone grabs your tit on the way to your car tonight. But that's, uh, that's the extent of it. Rape is just too extreme, Jesus. The court heard uh, in February Robinson strangled the complainant until she went limp, gouged his fingers into her eyes, and headbutted her seven times to the head. This was before the cauliflower incident. Now, look, I, again, I'm not here to victim blame anyone. I don't think that's right. But if you know he's capable of this shit, make sure you're serving him food he enjoys on his birthday. Cauliflower is such a weird choice. Ms. Taylor said she suffered bruising to her face and Robinson made her stay at home, telling her to say she has COVID. Another time, he stabbed her to the chest and upper arm with a flathead screwdriver, causing bruising, but no puncture wounds. Smart man. He didn't use a Phillips head. That would have done some real damage. You know, it's poignier. In an impact statement, she said she feared Robinson would kill her. Yeah. She stated how after his arrest, uh, initially she struggled on her own, but she went on to say she began to feel better. Good for her and took more pride in her appearance. She wrote, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders and also your throat. The defending attorney said he's been in custody for two months and he has detoxed. It is accepted he has a pretty serious alcohol pro uh, problem. He's thoroughly ashamed about the way things have gone. He says his behavior towards her does not reflect the kind of person he is. I don't know. Gouging eyes out, cauliflower attacks, screwdrivers. This is a, a pattern of fucked up behavior on your part. Uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the program. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Uh, don't forget, if you pledge at least $5 to our Patreon account, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And yes, we do have some patrons checking in today. Uh, let's get into some of those right now. Jimmy Boo, it's Illyrio. Hi, Illyrio. Asking for. Uh, old-timey listeners. Oh, yeah. Illyrio's a long-time listener. To uh, call in. I'm, I'm calling in. Things are good. Things are good. Good. Um, I've been sharing a few interesting things with you on TikTok. Uh, uh, you, you may be too busy to check, but... You... Uh, I just... I, I don't... I always forget when I'm doing show prep and stuff to uh, check my uh, Twitter, you know, DMs and stuff. But I will take a look at your stuff. And I also, promise. Hello, freaks. Uh, please, 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 on TikTok... Check out the account. Uh, getting down with Sean and Marley. Hey, I featured them yesterday. Maybe I did use your content after all. Uh, they were the um, uh, boys who were doing a cooking show. Remember, we were playing the uh, what is the unsavory saying? Well, it's from it's from that series. I can only tell you that it is simultaneously heartwarming and hilarious it is a very cute series yes uh it could be named getting down oh yeah Sean and marley that would be that's a better name you should suggest that you know what i'm saying oh my god it's so great uh timmy boo love you never forget who your first sideshow freak was that's me. Oh, you're claiming you're the first sideshow freak. I don't know if I can uh, look up that information anymore. You know, over the years, we've changed systems uh, once or twice, and I, like, imported users over. So I don't know if I have the, the date of, um, like, when people, like, old-time freaks signed up. So I'll take your word for it, and I will call you my first sideshow member. So thank you. You never forget your first. Tim, you retard. You well, keep saying about how exhausting it is that people are constantly shitting on trans people. 
well, how do you think it is for us? Do you hear my voice? Do you hear how fucking ridiculous I sound? How am I supposed to be taken seriously? Don't give me that shit. Yeah, you, well, you little whiner. Yes, of course, I whine and complain. But, uh, yes, I'm sure you have it a gazillion times worse. Please be nice to trans people, at least to their face. Let's start with that. Just be, like, civil towards people. And then, you know, behind their backs, you can say whatever you want. You're going to anyway. Um, this is Twink Toilet again. I know I just called yesterday, but you brought up a really good point, and I wanted to... Because it's the same way I feel. Um, you were talking about the heightening cli- uh, climate uh, in terms of the perception of the Olympic community. And it's funny because I grew up, you know, I'm 30. So I grew up, you know, when Obama, legal, you know, was president, legalized the American stuff. And things really that agitator. So out for a while. I've never been like a super open gay. I kind of like just being left alone. Um, so I, just, you know, teach myself. But like now I'm in a relationship and we've been talking about marriage and we've been talking about. Yeah, well, you better do it now <laughs> while you still can. Future adopting kids. And oh shit! No, yeah, you better do it real quick. Just like, God damn it! Now I'm back being a pedophile and a groomer. Yeah. And if I adopt a kid, I'm just absolutely fucked. So I, I, I just can't win. And I'm like, man. Yeah, I was talking yesterday about how it, how many years ago that would sort of be the go-to uh, insult or argument against gay people. They're all pedophiles, all groomers, and that sort of went away after, you know, gay marriage was legalized, things sort of died down for a while, and now because of the whole trans thing, now trans people are being called groomers and pedophiles, and they're linking all, or uh, they're, they're lumping all uh, LGBT people together into one group, and so now I'm a, I'm a pedophile and a groomer again. Like thanks, this guy, the thanks, whole thanks thing. This up for all of us. I mean, granted, it's not their fault. I don't have anything against. No, no, not blaming trans people for you know existing. As a movement, it's just. Uh, I'm finally happy. The world goes to shit. Well, it's one of my favorite songs, and really my creed or motto in life: uh, things are going to get worse. I used to play that song at the end of the podcast occasionally. Things are gonna get uh, and, and I know <laughs> you can trust me. I know this is the anthem for 2023. And this is your pride anthem. <laughs> things get better. Uh, all right, all right, things are gonna get worse. All right, and uh, let's do one more voicemail here. Yes, caller, speak loudly and clearly, please. To me, boo. remember, and your very first patron, Meaty Smurf here. Hey, uh, got our first Sideshow member and our first patron calling in today. I was calling in to make a little bit of a request. Yeah, cut it out with all the gay shit. I'm trying, man. So this Saturday, pride, June though. 3rd, is my 30th birthday. Oh! And I've been listening to your show for about pretty much half my life here. No. And I'll be honest with you, Tim. I've uh, really had the time of my life with you. So I was wondering if oh. at the end of the show today, you could play the audio of... It was too unsavory singing. I've had the time of my life. I feel like it's been too long since we've heard that on the show. Uh, if not, I will totally settle for Richard Simmons. No. Me as well as no, show. it is your birthday. It is your special day. You are my first patron. You get whatever you want. 
Your one wish has been granted. All right, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Gooch grease spread the distortion std tell all your friends about the program don't forget to give us a five-star rating a thumbs up or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts guys thank you so much for a great week of programs i'll be back on monday to do it all over again until then bye everybody i had the time of my life now i never felt this way before yes i swear it's the truth, and I owe it all to you. Cause I've had the time of my life, and I always thought of you. I've been waiting for so long, now I finally found this one to stay by me. Scribe.net.